Good evening, good evening everybody. It is Monday in the Mother City and you are here on Radio K Pulpit. You are listening to Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. with me, Inga Stoffels, and with my beautiful, amazing, talented co-host, oh my, Miss Zoe George. I was just thinking to myself, Dalton's not here. Oh. <laughs> Who is she talking about? <laughs> So we are missing Dalton in the studio tonight, sending lots and lots of love to you, Dalton. And yeah, this evening won't be the same without you because, you know, you're on 180 degrees. We love our Mondays mm. and we love spending them with each other. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this is the last Monday of March, but this is a pretty long month. Five Mondays. That's a lot. Mm. But yeah, the last uh, Monday of Women's. Yeah, <laughs> it has. It was Women's History Month, I believe. So it was mm. a fun one, honestly. And it's great because we're ending this month of talking to a very inspirational woman as well. Yeah, I'm excited. Same. So Zoe, how has your weekend been? Before we get into the show, we have a lot of things planned for you guys, a lot of fun things coming up. But I just want to hear from Zoe. How has your week been? My week was filled with lots of work during the work week. And then on the weekend, I got Mm. to relax, spend some time with loved ones. And then on Sunday, I was right back on the grind. But... Those two days of fun really were treasured in my heart. Mm, How was your week? Mine was busy. Mm. Got a couple of things for set up for our youth that we are having on our side. So we finally got our own sound, our own speakers, our own mics. So we are excited. The kids don't know. It is a surprise for them for Friday. So I am very excited for Friday. (laughs) Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. It is 8 past 7 on 79 AM. You're listening to 180 Degrees. I am Zoe George, joined by a fantastic co-host, Inga Stoffels. And we're here to give you some fun activities you can do if you find yourself in the Cape Town area. These are all water-themed because, you know, we have the beach on our side as well as the mountain. Just to flex on the other cities a little bit. But yeah, I have... (laughs) Dalton, that one's for you. Exactly. The Joe Burgers. I'm sorry. I think y'all have an artificial beach. We have the real deal. But anyways, let me get right on it. So you can go kayaking around Seapoint. Take a two-hour guided kayaking tour that departs from the Three Anchor Bay Beach under the Seapoint Promenade and venture along the coast towards the V&A waterfront or the Clifton Beach, depending on the weather and your preference. You'll get to see various animals native to the land, including but not limited to African penguins, Cape fur seals, sunfish, aka the mola mola. Then the southern white whales and dolphins are known to also swim quite close to the coastline. You also get to see what Lion's Head and the Twelve Apostles mountain range looks like from the sea. They have very obscure opening times that range from various different times. From Monday to Sunday, you can either catch the 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. trip or the 9 a.m. to the 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. trip or the 9.30 a.m. trip to 11.30 a.m. And this is between the October and April months, which I believe we're mm. just going into. Yeah. You can find it on 179 Beach Road, 3 Anchor Bay, Cape Town. And it costs 100, 450 rand for a guided tour. The next one is to swim at Silvermine. Now, this dog-friendly reserve, less than an hour away from the center of Cape Town, features a lovely glistening reservoir. 
that is popular for leisurely swims and picnics. Should you feel comfortable doing so, you can also take a hike from this location. You can hike Elephant's Eye Cave, Silver Mine Ridge, or the Centennial View. The operating times are from Monday to Sunday from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. So that's quite a very wide window for you to go and have fun. The price list is split between children and adults. South African citizens or people who live here with South African IDs will pay 36 rand if they're adults. But if you are a child in between the ages of 2 and 11, you pay a measly 18 rand. If you're a South African national, an international person not from South Africa and you have a valid passport, you will have to pay 72 rand or 36 rand if you are a child in between the ages of 2 and 11. Yeah, so remember to bring your ID when mm. going to the silver mine, especially if you have both and you want to pay a little less. I feel like the worst part is when you know you're a citizen, mm. you know you have your ID, yeah. but it's in your other bag. Bruh. <laughs> the heartbreak when you have to pay those exorbitant prices. The last one, but certainly not the least, is to sup around the V&A waterfront. Come and get to experience the V&A from its majestic canals during a three-kilometer loop. All equipment is provided for. Along the services of an experienced guide, you will receive a brief introduction to supping before you set off. What is good to note is that children from nine years old are welcome. Younger children will have to be assisted by an instructor or a parent at an additional charge of 90 rand. Its opening times are from Monday to Friday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, they open from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. These are the times from April to September, which is good because as from next week, it will be April. Yeah, you can find it at Battery Park in the V&A Waterfront, parking access from the Alfred Road, just behind the City Lodge in Cape Town, and it costs 220 rand per person willing to sup. And that is all we have for you guys for this week's What's Down in Cape Town. If any of those water-related activities sounded fun, you can head on right down to it. I'm sure you'll have the time of your life living your best mermaid life. Yeah, I'm definitely... You know... I've seen this before and I've seen the some people's statuses and I've always wanted to, you know, get involved in this. Yeah. I was like, what do I Google? What is this called? And that is why I absolutely love What's Down in Cape Town because yeah. this gives you an outline on things you can do in Cape Town mm-hmm. that you might you might have seen but you don't know what it's called. Yeah. You don't know where to go, you don't know where to mm-hmm. how to connect with this. But now that I know I need to wait until the end of next month. <laughs> I need to save up for that because yeah. wow, I it, it seems like an experience. And yes. if you have if you have been, send us your pictures, tag us on your Instagram. We are seven to nine AM Radio K Pulpit. We are on Instagram, we are on Facebook. You can even send us a WhatsApp. Mm. Oh wait, one seven two nine one six five seven. Share with us, share your picture, share your experience, and if you have something that you have done in Cape Town that you would like other people to enjoy, feel free to forward it to us. Zoe on 180 degrees. Good evening, everybody tuned in. It is 22 minutes past 7 p.m. You are listening to 180 degrees on 729 a.m. And today on the last Monday of Women's History Month, we're going to be talking to a phenomenal woman. Now we are going to be talking to Pasta Tolu George. She has a business, an online business called Reimagine Family. She'll be talking to us about her goals, how she does the initiatives, the missions, everything that she intends to do. So I'd just like to say good evening because joined here telephonically is Pastor Tolu George. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you, Zoe. And how are you? I am very well. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. So I'd just like to ask you, firstly, 
Can you tell us a bit about the origin story of Reimagined Family? Well, it's very interesting. Reimagined Family started during the pandemic, around about June last year, June the 24th, 2021 to be precise. And uh, I had written a book which was released. And in fact, we spoke about it on your show. Yes. A parenting book. But unfortunately, I found myself in a position where all my plans to travel and um, all my plans to travel to promote the book were, were thwarted by the pandemic and the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. So I began to explore ways online to uh, send the message out about the parenting message, you know, how to parent properly and stuff like that. And I found out that there was a whole world, you know, online where I could minister to people. So I began to put out short videos and one thing led to another short videos. And, you know, people were telling me about how they were impacted by the videos. People were telling me that even they were learning lessons. They were learning valuable lessons about parenting, about family and so on. And eventually in June 20, in June 2021 on the 24th, we launched our first webinar ever. Mm-hmm. And it was a very interesting experience, but. We've gone from strength to strength and we've had several webinars. We've launched some online courses. We've relaunched the book and we've also sent out hundreds of videos, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, online, you know, and we've developed a whole new line of uh, products that people can, you know, resources that people can use mm. to improve their parenting experience. This is absolutely amazing. And just hearing this, that you've started, this initiative that you have started, it is, it is so inspiring for me as a, as a new parent to hear that there are <laughs> these, you know, there are these, um, people out there that are sharing their knowledge, like with all the years of experience, because sometimes us new parents, we don't know where to go, what to do, but it's good to hear <laughs> and see what you've started. So where does the name Reimagine come from? And can you explain the significance of that name? Thank you, Inga, for that question. And uh, how's your lovely baby? <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing, very busy now. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, you know, the dictionary defines reimagine as to reinterpret something imaginatively. That means you look at something, you've had a particular way of looking at it, but then you look at it through your imagination and you reinterpret that thing. So, you know, it's one thing to see, you know, most people, we just kind of like stumble from one thing to the other, you know, in our family, parenting, family experiences, things happen. Sometimes we're not quite sure. Nobody really goes to school to learn how to live within a family, how to raise a family, how to be successful within a family. So, but this uh, type, this uh, name came from imagining how your family could be if you really knew what to do. Imagine what your family could look like if it was under the influence of God's word and God's principles. And you see, humanity generally struggles because God's will is seldom done on earth. But if we adopt God's principles and we adopt God's word as the guiding force of our families, imagine what that family could look like if it's functioning optimally. That's where the word reimagined family came from. Wow. That's really interesting. I was, cause when I looked at it, I wasn't quite sure. 
what exactly mm. it meant. But that's that's a very uplifting, hopeful yes. idea. Yes. I would like to ask <laughs> you, Pastor, how did you know when that you were called to go into this avenue? After all, you've spent over over 20 years in the ministry industry. This is very different from ministry. <laughs> it's very different, completely different. You see, I had always known that I would somehow do some kind of family ministry, you know, but I didn't really know that it would take this home. I knew, okay, I would speak about marriage. I would speak about parenting, you know. I toyed with the idea. And I did it a little bit, you know, when we would have our women's meetings and stuff like that. I would say a few things. And then uh what happened was, I think it was really the pandemic mm. that brought that that brought me head on with this ministry because there we were at home. And I noticed that a lot of families were struggling. A lot of families really struggled with their mental health. Yeah. A lot of families broke down during the pandemic because all of a sudden they were forced to be with people and they weren't even sure they actually liked the family mm. that they had created. And in a very interesting way, our family somehow navigated the pandemic in a way that was different from most people. We didn't go down into the dumps. We just like, you know, we just changed with the times. When we had to go on lockdown, we went on lockdown. And we find, found a way somehow. And you see, I'm not saying that our family is a perfect family or anything. We've gone through a lot of challenges as a family. And one of, what I've seen is that those challenges can be overcome. Those challenges mm. can be navigated. So I just decided that, look, this is an opportunity for me to tell families, tell people how to navigate the difficult times in their lives. So that they can function optimally in spite of what happens in the life, in spite of the lockdowns, in spite of death, in spite of divorce, in spite of separation, in spite of poverty, Mm. we can still thrive. We can still navigate our situation as a family. Sure. And this is, this is pure wisdom. And we can really hear that you are being led by the Holy Spirit when you started this. And what, what you're saying is very powerful and very important, you know. You, you mentioned how, you know, if we could just take on the principles of Christ and apply that in our family, how we would function mm. and run optimally yeah. as a family. And I think that really stood out for me. That's an important, important part to understand that if things are going you don't need to look to understand your kids. You run to God mm. to understand them because he yeah. was the creator of them and he will give oh, you, yes. he will give you the wisdom and the guidance on how to deal with those things. Yes. So what is the mission, vision and main goals of the reimagined family? Well, I will tell, I will compress that into three main sentences. The first thing is we want to build stronger family units, one family at a time. We want to build a stronger family unit, one family at a time. Number two, we want to raise well-adjusted children who thrive in spite of the challenges they face. We can't deceive ourselves that life is going to be a walk in the park. We are going to face serious challenges but we can still rise above those challenges to achieve our God-given destinies. So we want to raise well-adjusted children, parents who know how to raise well-adjusted children. 
one, you know, in spite of the challenges. And the third thing is we want to improve our world one family at a time. Mm. You see, we, we, we can't change the whole world because the whole world is too big for us to change. All we can do is change ourselves and change the people that are closest to us. And those are members of our family because the family is the bedrock of the society. And if you want to collapse the society, you first of all start by collapsing the family unit and then the rest will follow. Mm. That is so true, especially what you said about the power of one and how we may not be able to, you know, change millions of people at a time, but sometimes the effort of one person is enough because if, if let's say a million people just decided to yeah. change themselves, that's a million lives yeah. changed. That's yes, a- precisely. Yes. So I know that previously you spoke about how you wrote a book. You came on last year and it was a lovely interview yeah. when you spoke about your book, <laughs> um, Raising yeah. Generation Next. So, um, you said that the lockdowns thwarted your ability to really travel and promote the book, but have the COVID-19 lockdowns affected any of Reimagine Family's efforts? I mean, I know mostly it's very online, which makes it super accessible and very easy to like send it to people, which is a great advantage. But have the lockdowns affected you in any way? You see, that's a very interesting question because the the initiative was born out of the lockdowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the lockdowns was were the biggest blessing to the initiative. <laughs> yeah. Because that was what gave birth to the ministry. And it has been the biggest fertilizer for the growth of this ministry. Because what has happened is I haven't just I wasn't just I didn't just reach out to the couple of people around me here in Parklands. I reached out to people all across the world. And that was because we all discovered that there was a vibrant community online. Previously to the lockdowns, I usually used the online space as just an opportunity to connect with my friends, just to talk to my friends and yak on and (laughs) follow up on the news and do nonsense, you know. But I was able to, because of the lockdowns, we were all stuck at home. Now we all had to be online. Now I was able to touch people all over the world, literally, Mm. with this message. And we've had people who have tuned in from the the European continent, from uh, England, from the United States, from all over Africa. We've had people who have connected with this ministry just because of the COVID lockdowns. It's now that we're trying to do one or two in-person initiatives. But what most of our work has been online. Mm. That is so. Lockdown was your launch. Yeah, there was no locking yeah. down in lockdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we saw a lot of businesses <laughs> yeah. close, unfortunately. Sure. But to see a new range of businesses, because we've yeah, also no, spoken basically. to quite a few people who've also started initiatives. Yes, now in the ashes of. And I would always say, yeah. lockdown was actually an unlocking of things. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. that is what oh, I yeah. saw. So one of my favorite questions and what I would love to know from you is what is your favorite part about overseeing this initiative? You see, my favorite part about overseeing this initiative is this. A a couple of people have reached out to me 
you know, uh, you know, to tell me how their lives have been changed. People I never even expected have reached out to me to tell me how their lives have been impacted by this initiative. People that I never even knew were following my, my work, mm-hmm. you know. I had no idea that they were even interested. They would tell me that, oh, I've provided much needed mentorship to them. I've provided much needed information to them. And I didn't even know I was doing anything. Mm-hmm. The other thing is this initiative has allowed people I'll give an example. Last year, we had a webinar about a lady who was a parent of a disabled child, a severely disabled child. And what happened was a lot of people, in fact, that received our highest views on YouTube. A lot of people who were struggling in the same area or struggling in different areas were able to find hope. They were able to realize that their case was, they were not alone in their journey. So a lot of people have begun to see that life, they are not alone in their struggles, in their peculiar struggles. And they trace that to being able to connect with our work online. So it has been a help to people. People have told me they've been blessed. Some people have even learned the lessons that I was trying to teach to children. They've learned it. Some, you know, I've got a couple of good testimonies from people about how they've been positively impacted by the ministry because of what they learned and because of how they found out that they were not alone in their peculiar journeys with their children. Yes, it can be a very heartwarming feeling to know that the struggle you have, I obviously have no children, but I know that... (laughs) 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 So he is busy... (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have wow. any children, but I know yeah. that a lot of first time parents obviously make mistakes and sometimes yeah. they really take it very difficult. You know, like they yeah. think that doing, I don't know, they think it makes them a bad parent and sometimes you need yeah. to cut yourself some slack. So to have a platform exactly. where you can connect with other mm. parents who are saying, don't worry. I've done this too. It's really, it's just strengthening, you know? I would like to ask if there are any challenges you've had to overcome since starting Reimagine Family. Oh, lots of them. Lots of them. The first challenges I had to overcome were technological. (laughs) 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 And everybody in my family know that I, I, I was... The techno dance. <laughs> so I didn't know how to do anything. I, I, I had no idea how to do anything, <laughs> you know, online. I didn't know, I didn't know how to put on my Zoom. I didn't know how to shoot a video. I didn't know how to do anything. But you see, what happened was because we were locked down for so long and I was determined mm. to come out with new skills. Mm. Finding out how to navigate my technological challenges taught, it led me to pick up some good knowledge and good new, new good skills. So now I can do a lot of things which I couldn't do before last year, this time last year. In fact, I remember there was a time I was doing a video, an Instagram live, and I didn't know that you had to prop up the video and the camera, the phone fell on the ground. And everybody just started having a big laugh online. You know? <laughs> I was like, well, 
<laughs> this is my story. Yeah. But I came to a point where I knew how to design on Canva. Mm. I knew how to set up stuff. I knew how to shoot my videos. So I picked up a lot of technical skills. Mm. And then secondly, I didn't know how to market my, uh, market my stuff. And I had to attend online courses. I had to, you know, buy online courses to learn how to market, learn how to do Facebook ads, learn how to set up a Facebook page and learn how to run it, fill mm. it up with information, an yes. Instagram page, a YouTube page. I, I didn't do all those things. You know? So I learned how to market stuff like that. And then the third challenge that I faced was because most people saw me pri- um, primarily as a preacher of the Bible. It took time for people to begin to see me as someone who was speaking about something almost totally different from what I had done before. Mm. So it took me time for me to navigate the change from being a pure Bible teacher to someone who was speaking about family and parenting issues. And that took a a long time and it took a, a bit of frustration, but people are starting to come around and beginning to step up because many people, they, did, they weren't quite sure what I was up to and they were just watching. And to the glory of God, a few people have decided that, okay, now we're going to step in and we're going, like getting people to interview was a bit of a challenge. There's some people that have been chasing them for almost a year and I can't find them to come and tell their stories. Mm-hmm. But now people are beginning to step up. So those are the three main areas where I I struggled with technical stuff, with marketing stuff, and with getting people to partner with me Mm. on this project. Sure. Just listening to that and listening to what you've spoken about in overcoming obstacles, it gave me so, it gave me this encouragement. It encouraged me. And I'm going to also ask you what, what encouragement would you give someone out there who's looking to make a difference in their family? But what your encouragement gave me was that with perseverance, determination, commitment, mm. consistency, you can achieve anything mm. because surely mm. your page grew because of consistency. It grew because mm. you were committed to learning. You were teachable because some people, they really, and that's where they fall short when they think they've, they've made it. They know everything. They don't need to learn anything new. <laughs> so being teachable yeah. is also a very, very good point to have. So what yeah. is the advice you would give someone who's maybe looking to make a difference in their family? You see, the advice I would give to someone is, you know, I want, I want to say one or two things. First of all, a fragmented family will cause you pain. It will cause everybody involved pain. Everybody will suffer. And never forget that the enemy is always attacking your family. The family unit is mm. always under attack. Now, I would want to get you to f- get anyone who is in a family of any sort to fight for their family, yes. to fight for the unity of their family, to fight for their family to be well adjusted in spite of challenges, in spite of the challenges they face. We parents, especially you, Inga, and your husband, and Zoe, when you get married, you and your husband, and whoever is listening, who you and the other person in your family, are the gatekeepers of that little unit. Mm. And you have to protect your family because your family is worth fighting for. Now, that could mean 
investing in parental resources online. That could mean getting information from the Bible and applying it to yourself. That could mean looking for a family coach or a family therapist. That could, whatever it takes to make your family function well, you must pursue that information. You must fight for that information. The way you would fight for something that means a lot to you. Let your family also take priority and fight for your family. And the, you see, I, my husband and I, we took the decision to fight for our family. It wasn't always easy. It wasn't, it wasn't always straightforward. But now that I can see that children are all growing up and they are leaving home and they're standing on their own two feet, we have a lot of peace. But that was because we invested in raising a peaceful and well-adjusted family. It doesn't always work out because sometimes in spite of your best efforts, you will still not achieve a successful family unit. But make sure that you've done your best to make sure you've raised a good family that will glorify God. Wow. Thank you so much for that advice, Pastor. We are currently at the end of this interview, and it was quite a fun one. So I'd just like to ask you one final question, and that is if you can plug your social media handles. I know Reimagine Family is on Instagram and Facebook, so could you please tell us those handles so that anyone listening can follow you? Yes. On YouTube, it is Reimagine Family. My Facebook page and my Facebook group is Reimagine Family. My Instagram, you can type Tolu Lola George or you can type Reimagine Family with Tolu Lola George and I will come up. And you can reach me on WhatsApp as well. My, that's WhatsApp only on 078-490-4757. You can send a WhatsApp and you'll get some more information on how to connect with our resources. Wow, thank you so much, Pastor. We totally mm. appreciate that here. We can't wait to share this on our podcast when it gets released in two days, but thank you once again. Thank you very much for having me on your wonderful show, and thank you for the wonderful work you're doing, both of you, three of you now. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Bye. Bye. Wow. I think that was a very important video, no, especially really. since we've been seeing the families exploding everywhere. Yes. I mean, so many people know someone who's had a baby very recently. Yeah, and just yeah. listening to that interview, mm. uh, the one thing that stood out for me was unity. Yes, like, so true. You see, as Pastor Tolu said, that the enemy will always come to divide, will always come for your family, mm. because what does the word say with this unity? God commands a blessing. So true. So if you're feeling like you're going through the most, you're not being blessed, look at are you unified? Mm. Like, you feel like your business isn't flourishing are you guys unified, those working towards the business, you know? Mm. And sure, it was just, that was amazing. It was. I'm so glad this initiative is out there mm-hmm. for parents. Exactly. And it's so accessible being on Instagram and YouTube mm. and Facebook, having webinars, books being available. If you guys missed this interview or you know someone who just had a baby, which you probably do. You probably do. Love you them. can send them the podcast, which should be available in two days' time. Mm-hmm. It's on our website, www.kpulpit.co.za under the 180 Degrees tab. 180 Degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Mystery Bible Quiz. Bye. 
Yes, you heard correctly. We are in the mystery Bible quiz section of the show. And I'm not going to keep you guys in suspense, just like Zoe always says. So here is your question for tonight. Who is the only female judge of Israel? Ooh, what a nice question mm. for Women's History Month. This is a way to end Women's Month. So, who is the only female judge of Israel? You can send us your answers. You can WhatsApp us on 081-729-1657. That's 081-729-1657. We look forward to hearing from you guys. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today. I Am Radio. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. And indeed they are, and I will never stop saying that and vouching mm-hmm. for that, Dalton. You can say what you want, but chocolates <laughs> are the main source of happiness. Thanks. <laughs> so, heading into your health tips for tonight, now that you know why your food choices matter, because I feel like after all these weeks of health tips, you should know that your food choices matter. Indeed now that you know why, let's get into the top 10 foods that fight inflammation. Adding these foods to your diet is one of the easiest and smartest ways to boost your health. Number one, broccoli. Many of you don't like broccoli, but I, for one, am a fan. I am a fan of broccoli. Yeah. Me. Zoe, Sorry, I just can't, I can't stop thinking of that like one clip where it was like this family and the kid was like, went to Kira or something and mm. he's like, it's broccoli. And his family is like, it's broccoli. Oh, okay. That is all I so can I think I did it wrong. <laughs> So broccoli is number one. The phytonutrients in this vegetable are known to fight inflammation of the joints, respiratory system, colon and more. Number two, olive oil. This contains a natural anti-inflammatory that researchers have named, oh, am I going to try and say this? Oleocanthal. Oh my. Mm. So number three is blueberries. This is rich in antioxidants and help ward off oxidative stress and inflammation. And they taste great in pancakes. They do. Can you believe my husband doesn't like blueberries? Actually, I can because I don't. <gasps> now, how um, can you say it tastes good? Because everyone keeps adding Just them, so stop. I'm assuming it tastes good. But I don't get it. Oh, so you <laughs> lied on air. <laughs> I'm sorry. It y'all. tastes good, guys. Number four, fish. Mm. Important source of omega-3. And this is fish. The healthy anti-inflammatory fat is known to reduce the risk of cancer, arthritis, heart disease, and more. Hmm. Number five is nuts. Another natural inflammation fighter. It contains omega-3 fats and important antioxidants, antioxidant vitamins, Hmm. dietary fiber, and magnesium. And these all play a very important role in modulating inflammation. Oh, peanut butter is... I'm about to have a sandwich when I get home. I'm about to have a spoon when Mm. I get home. (laughs) Number six, tart cherries. I actually don't like cherries. Really? Really, I don't like cherries. But you like blueberries. Mm. (laughs) Interesting. Tart cherries are rich in antioxidants and contain anthocyanins. (laughs) These yield powerful anti-inflammatory benefits. Number seven is kelp. Contains complex anti-inflammatory properties, much like fish. 
Number eight is fermented foods. Okay, yes. Rich in friendly bacteria known as probiotics. Mm. One benefit is that they help curb systematic inflammation. Yes. Number nine, pawpaw. Rich source of antioxidants such as vitamin C and E and beta carotene, which also have anti-inflammatory effects. And the final one, which I think you all know, is green tea. Rich in flavonoids that are great at fighting inflammation. So those are a couple of things that you can add to your diet to fight off inflammation. Yeah, that last one's got to be my favorite. Oh, you know it. Mm. And just like that, we have come to the end of yet another show. But before we actually say goodbye... We asked you guys a couple of questions. Is that not right, Zoe? Indeed, it is right, Inga. We asked you guys two questions, the first one forming a part of this week's groovy movie. And now we got some responses and we are proud of you guys. You were watching quality TV. So let me just tell you. You definitely know good cinema. Indeed. This week's groovy movie came from the Nickelodeon show Victorious. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was had to I had to stop myself from singing along, honestly. Like I loved this show. And interestingly enough, it premiered twelve years ago on Saturday. Mm. Yeah. Shocking. We also had another question for you guys. But can we first get the answer to this one? I gave it. Victorious. Yeah, I said victorious. Oh. <laughs> wow, it's me jamming and not listening to Zoe. <laughs> So the answer is victorious. If you got that right, you can give yourself a pat on the back. You know good cinema. And we got quite a few WhatsApps. We have one from Caitlin Lee Yonkers. Caitlin says, we love victorious. We love that. Caitlin is a family with three sisters. So I can imagine victorious just boosting and booming over there in the house. So Caitlin Lee Yonkers, we got one from Tamia Sardine saying, Victoria. And I was like, close, victorious. <laughs> and then she says, I like big time Rushmore. <gasps> I get it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can give yourselves a pat in the back. You got it right. You know good cinema. Also, the next question we had was, who was the only female judge of Israel? Hmm. And that answer, I'm not going to leave you in suspense. That answer is Deborah. So wow. if you sent us a message and you said Deborah, as I, I see a few Debras over here, Deborah, yeah. Deborah, Deborah, um, you can give yourselves a pat on the back. You know good cinema. I mean, not cinema, you know your Bible. Yes. <laughs> so that the story of Deborah can be found in Judges 4. And Judges 4 verse 4 actually speaks of Deborah being a judge for those that want proof. Mm-hmm. That's really good. My oldest niece is actually named Deborah, mm. and she's the most judgmental one. Oh, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Living up to the name. Exactly. You know, names are powerful. But yeah, we have two minutes left until it's eight o'clock. We can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. Same time, right again. Mm. This has been 180 Degrees. Signing, signing out. out.